This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. Every day is juicy with you. Excelsior. All right, let's get the basics down. I'm Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are live. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. The complaint line, though it has still never been used for that purpose, but remains open and fully funded, nevertheless. Privately funded. one 888 Now, at this point, I would usually announce the Twitter address, which I'm going to go ahead and do, at J-A-Y, little underscore hickey, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. But today an asterisk, a big one. This is a Hillary magnitude asterisk. I as is my want, I hope not entirely unwelcome, will illustrate my message with a short story. In the epic World War II film, In Harm's Way, starring John Wayne and everybody, John Wayne, Kirk Douglas, Burgess, Barrett, uh, Burgess Meredith, uh, just, just about everybody you can name who was in films then and for the next 30 years. In Harm's Way. It, one, to me, perhaps the best war movie ever made. And again, <clears throat> like good war movies, like any good movie, it's not singularly and technically about something. There are very few battle scenes in a good war movie. I mean, there are exceptions. Black Hawk Down, I am told by my combat friends, is uh, superior even to Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Saving Private Ryan's uh, opening scene uh, of D-Day. Because you really have, over the scope of two hours, the full range of contemporary combat circumstances. But... With those rare exceptions, great war movies do not have a lot of combat in them. What they have is strategy. What they have is they are more about the psychology of war. They are about what it's like to live in a time of war. In Harm's Way, I recommend it as highly as I could 
any film to you. In Harm's Way is an epic, beautiful, frightening, heartening roller coaster of imagination and sentiment, human emotion, having to do with what it's like to live and serve or not serve during a time that was all-consuming of war. What life was like, not just for the combatants, but for those who yearned to be, but weren't, those in uniform but not in combat, those in combat who wished they weren't, the families of those in combat. In Harm's Way contains a scene early on, derivative of Pearl Harbor uh, and, and Pearl Harbor Day. <clears throat> and, and in it, one ship is, is crippled by a Japanese torpedo. And another American ship pulls alongside. And for reasons of the chaos of that morning, Pearl Harbor, a lot of captains, a lot of regular crew, well, of course, died on their ships. Or, as it was a Sunday morning, very early, they were, many of them, at church services. Or if they were bunking in on the island with mistresses, with uh, buddies, with still out, drinking beer, six o'clock in the morning, a lot of them did not make it to their ships. Unfortunately, many did, but many did not. And a lot of those were upper echelon rank, flag rank in many cases. So in the movie, In Harm's Way, one senior officer, John Wayne, has his ship, sorties it, gets it out of Pearl, and is cruising some miles off Pearl, waiting to see who else gets out of the harbor and to assemble into a task force what's left of our fleet. They don't know at the time that there's virtually nothing left of our fleet. Eight battleships. Eight battleships, all sunk in port. Thousands of men dead in their racks. Never knew what hit them. In any case, in this scene, the tag-along vessel, so to speak, pulls up to John Wayne's command ship, which is a larger ship, Communications are out, but there's also a communications blackout, radio silence. Because if there are subs in the area, which obviously there are, uh, you know, there, there's a communications blackout. So they communicate by bullhorn, believe it or not. And, and not even the electronic kind, not the Al Sharpton kind. This is the old-fashioned cheerleader, conical, cardboard, yell through the end, just yell through the end. And John Wayne says, Ahoy, uh, who's, who am I, who, who, who's, who's in charge? Uh, I forget the actual line. And the guy answers, 
Uh, Lieutenant J.G. McConnell, sir, because by virtue of accident, the highest rank on that ship, the tagging ship, was Lieutenant Junior Grade. Well, obviously, unheard of for a Lieutenant J.G. to be in command of even a rowboat. So John Wayne shouts back, did I hear Lieutenant Junior Grade? Comes back, yes, sir, McConnell. John Wayne thinks for a second and he says, McConnell, do I know you? McConnell responds, John J.G. McConnell, sir, class of 38. Which, of course, could mean only one thing. That means he's Annapolis, U.S. Naval Academy, class of 38. And the John Wayne character had been, which they drop earlier on you, had been an instructor. He was third generation Navy, and he had been, which means third generation Academy. He had been in the Navy all his life. And there's this glimmer of recognition when John Wayne hears McConnell class of 38 because he was one of his students. McConnell had been one of John Wayne's students. And there's just glimmer of recognition in Wayne says, John Wayne says, oh, yeah, McConnell. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an affirmative recognition, like he remembers him fondly, but it's all communicated non-verbally. And then the point of this buildup is to say, John Wayne issues to him a series of orders which are Herculean in magnitude and dangerous by their very nature. And the immediate response from Lieutenant J.G. McConnell is, through his megaphone, Can do, sir! And then the next order, Can do, sir! And John Wayne, when he's finished, nods his head and smiles and kind of shakes his head in admiration and says, Can do. And I place my life beliefs and values on that because it reminds me of my father can do and doesn't always mean will do means you'll die trying and I've given this a very big build up just because I wanted to remind you about the movie or recommend it to you and it's a very melodramatic way to deliver to you the relatively almost ludicrously minor news in light of this story um, that I've had no email. It's poor me. It's like war. You see? What has my generation become? What have I become? I have had no email for 24 hours. And I. It is. it is very dodgy. It returned 20 minutes ago. Uh, it's on and off. But I absolutely have no Twitter. And it means if you've sent me a Twitter or posted a Twitter message since the end of show yesterday, I have not seen it. I will not see it. If you post a tweet today during the show, I am unable to receive. I am unable to see. I am unable to respond. I have alerted Rocky as the uh, commander of our talk round table, the Knights of the Talk Round Table, to let our folks know, uh, as I hope you will, uh, because I cannot receive nor answer Twitter uh, until further notice. Not exactly heroic war stuff, 
but at least I got to tell you the story. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.